and welcome to episode 25 and week 15 of the Football Fig Nuts podcast. I'm Craig. And I am Britt. And Britt, we're back again after, for me personally, it was probably the the worst fantasy week, DFS week I've had this year. Yeah, I had a break-even week. I Horrible. didn't do any good, but... Horrible. But... But... Good news. Yeah. You have a bottle in front of you. I do, and it's alcoholic You're off the nature. meds. I did. I finished my antibiotic regimen on Monday, and so tonight I am celebrating by drinking a holiday ale by Two Roads Brewing Company, located in Stratford, Connecticut. Hashtag sponsor us. Nice. I like it. You have a you have a large, crafty-looking bottle. What are yeah, you drinking? Yeah, my brother came to visit me the other day, and he brought over some larger bottles of beer he brought over one that he mostly drank that i tasted it was pretty good uh but this he got me a bottle of guinness extra stout oh so it is a large um 22 ounce bottle you're a stout guy i know that you're like well i, at I least am you more so than i am for sure i can't stand stouts as a general rule no yeah i was working an event the other day where we were serving a um imperial stout that voracious is making now so that might be something we need to check out we haven't been to voracious brewing yet no, where are they? They're in Monroe, right on 25. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's little, right. like right up by the old Senior Ponchos. Why Why are we doing this podcast? and we just go there now? We should. Actually, I, I almost ditched the podcast tonight because there's a Trivia Night Tap Takeover at Brewport tonight, oh. and it's Two Roads Tap Takeover. So, nice. you know, hashtag sponsor us, Two Roads. That's all <laughs> I do is talk about your beer on this podcast. <laughs> but we do. We love those guys, and their fifth anniversary this weekend. So, right. congratulations to those guys. We love your stuff. Keep it coming. We'll be at there some point this weekend. We just got to figure out, you know, between our work schedules when that can happen. But uh, they're doing all sorts of fun events and limited edition releases for the f- five years. My goodness. Yep. That means this year will be the fourth Bro Year's Eve, the big yes. party we throw on Hopefully New I Year's can Eve. Make it. I'm gonna try to. Yeah, I know we've got to we've got to find a way for Craig to uh, to make it. He's got other obligations, um, you know. And I don't want to list out the obligations because God forbid somebody at the place. Like if I say it's like he's got his cousin's birthday party, and all of a sudden his cousin listens to the podcast and oh, cousin Craig didn't come. He must be at two roads and he's in trouble. So ah, they all know I go there. Well, yeah, but they don't know you ditch birthday parties to go there. and yeah. now, Well, that only happened to be once or twice, but anyway. All right, so week 15. So week 14 was not good to Craig, but you made the playoffs in our live league. Barely. Yeah, I think this backed is the, in. This is the only, well, that I remember. I mean, it may have happened before, but uh, Mario came in first, and then me and Keith were tied. Right. We were tied with record. Overall record. Overall record. Yep. Um. Tied with division record. Yep. He was ahead of me in points four. Right. But I did. We're in the same division. I beat him twice. Correct. And in our league, the tiebreaker order goes overall record is your first, you know, divider. Then divisional, which you guys were tied in as well, like you said. Then it's head to head and then points. A lot of leagues go to points earlier on. We go to points as a last resort. Yeah. So Craig won the tiebreaker just because our tiebreakers are a little different than many leagues. Um, which brought up an interesting point. Cinch called me the morning after our good friend Cinch. And, uh, he was like, you know, everybody says defense doesn't matter in fantasy football, but did you start the new England defense? Yeah. And you, oh, yeah, quick side Remember yeah. last week I said Miami was going to win. Yeah, we did. You know what? We had we had two upset specials last week that we both mentioned in passing. Yours was Miami over New England, and that happened. Mine was Cleveland over the Packers, 
And that almost happened. That almost happened. Almost happened. It was close. It, it really was. So it was very interesting to kind of see that. But so Cinch calls me as like, you know, no one's everyone says defense doesn't matter in fantasy football. Well, Craig is going to miss the playoffs because of the points tiebreaker. And it's because of the New England Patriot defense didn't score enough points for him. They were terrible against Miami. And of course, I had the, I, I corrected Cinch. I was like, no, the tiebreaker order is, is different. And so it does. And, and I want to make it clear. I've always said it's not that defense doesn't matter. It's that defense doesn't matter in a draft. When I'm drafting, right. defense is the last thing in my mind because I will stream defenses. I don't have it right in front of me. I guarantee you in the 14 weeks leading up to this in our live league, I have started at least six or seven different defenses in 14 weeks. Yeah. yeah. And you know who you know who I'm starting this week? The Bengals. No. The Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> who I picked up two weeks ago off the waiver wire. And do you know why I picked them up? Why? Because I knew that if I got to this point where I'm in the playoffs, it would be Baltimore versus Cleveland. And I would have the team facing Cleveland in week 15. And like week 12, I looked ahead and said, I'm very close to making the playoffs. I'm going to plan ahead. I don't carry two defenses early, but I carry two defenses late. That's usually where I, I carry my extra defense. And when I went to the point where I was going to go to two defenses, I said, I need a team that's playing somebody really bad in week 15. And who is it? It's Baltimore. And they're playing Cleveland. And lo and behold, CBS has them at like 25 points. Huh. Like monster game is expected. So anyway, speaking of DFS, Craig had a bad week in DFS. I did not. My week in DFS was break even. It it, It looked really good. I was sitting at lunch with my brother. Uh, in New York City on Sunday, which is why I was very quiet on Twitter for the most part this weekend was because I was in, away in, in the city doing the the uh, Christmassy stuff, looking at the trees and stuff like that. Um, so I'm sitting and having lunch with my brother, which is a whole nother story in and of itself, which I'll tell in a second. And I look down at like 2.30 at my DraftKings and I'm wagering. I went light this week because I have not been doing well. I'm wagering $8 across like four contests yeah. and I'm returning like twenty two fifty, and I'm like, all my double ups are hitting. All of my tournaments are hitting. <laughs> I'm a freaking genius. Yeah, no, this did no, 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 no. It all evened out and I ended up breaking even, um, which was the funny story. So I got to tell this, this story real quick. So we're sitting at lunch in New York City and my brother had planned tickets for his family for the NFL experience. My brother has two kids, both boys. One is nine and one is 12. And he decides while we're sitting at lunch, he's going to break the news that they're going to the brand new. It's been open like a month. NFL experience in Times Square. And the nine-year-old nearly flew through the roof with excitement. The 12-year-old made a face like he had just eaten a sour grape and went, do I have to? And I looked at him. I said, are you sure this kid's your son? (laughs) I mean, I'm not trying to impugn the virtue of your wife here, but... Is there, have you had him tested for any sort of abnormalities? He's like, do I have to go to like the coolest new football thing in New Damn. York? Wow. Uh, <clears throat> I was like, I was disappointed to the point where I almost said to my wife, listen, I'm going to swap spots with him. You take my nephew shopping and I will go to the NFL experience in this place. Didn't work out that way, but I do want to check that out. Maybe that's something we'll do during the offseason and we can talk about during the offseason. So, um, all right, so anyway, really quick, back to DFS, and then we're going to move forward because we've got a lot going on. We have been running a weekly contest on DraftKings. Thank you for everyone who's been playing in it. 200 people 
registered. I finished 16th out of 200, which makes me feel good because I have, like I said, had a very average week. But our winner, we want to give some props out to uh, the player B Little 563, who managed 196 points this nice. week with a very solid lineup. Wow. You know, I was so horrible. I came in 96th. No, I'm sorry. 156. Sorry. I scored 96 points. I was about to say, at least you're in the top half, but you weren't. No, no. You know, and you know what, you know what did it for me is I used, I talked a little bit about um, stacking Cleveland. I was going to stack Gordon with Kaiser and Njoku, and Mm. I did. And the only part of that that didn't work was Njoku. But the bigger part was that because I stacked the cheaper um, Kaiser and Njoku, that left me money so I could use uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So I put DeAndre Hopkins into my lineup. He was only 9% owned because of his cost, and he put up almost 40 points. Again, that's what that's what a value play is for. You use Deshaun Kaiser, and you use the tight end in Joku, and all of a sudden, you've got money to use really top-line guys. I have a lineup here with the two of them in it, and I can also afford DeAndre Hopkins and Le'Veon Bell. Not bad. Right. Not well, bad it's, at all. It was worth 196 points. And it was worth 16th place. I'm sorry, 151 points. 196 points won the league. So anyway, nice. we are doing this every week. So another one is up. Go on to DraftKings. Go into the lobby and search. Just the word Fignuts should pull it up. It's the Football Fignuts Podcast Weekly Contest. Um, it is open right now. And as of right now, I'm still the only one registered. I have one out of 200 entries, really. By this point last week, it was almost full. So definitely fill that up because it's a lot of fun. We will shout out to winners on the air. So, all right. For, onward we go. Onward and upward. Hi, onward Deb. Onward and upward. Hi, Deb. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah, I found a cookie show. recipe if you feel like baking. Just Deb's throw, making me socks, by the way. Just throwing that out there. I mean, if you're making Brit socks, and these are just cookies. So. Not only did she make me socks, she made me sample socks and sent them to the house and asked me to rate them. Because wow. there were two different styles, and she wanted to know which one was more comfortable and more wow. suitable. Why? All right, then I guess asking for cookies isn't that big of a. No, she has a sock machine now. Did she tell you this? No. She has some sort of device. Well, she sent me a picture of it, and I, I have no idea. It looks like a medieval torture device to me. I have no idea how this works. Yeah. But instead of taking like weeks and hours to make a pair of socks, she can now make a pair of socks in like three hours. Oh. So I told oh, her I will give her money for because, and the other part of the New York story is I wore my Deb socks to New York City. Really? And we were walking around. They were comfortable walking that much? Oh, my God. They kept my feet so warm and so nice. And it was the day after it snowed. We had snow here on Saturday. We went into New York City on Sunday. It was so freaking nice. So, yeah, thank you, Deb, for the socks. Keep them coming. We should market some football fig nuts socks along with our football fig nuts merchandise. Really quick, Craig, we do have a store now with our podcast. We do on Teespring. Do the two-second plug for that. You search for... um, football fig nuts on teespring you'll see some uh, t-shirts men's women's a mug and a hoodie so nice if you like the show uh you know we get a cut of what the the teespring sells it for so you know and because two roads hasn't sponsored this yet we have no monetary no income this is a this. very low budget show folks it's a low budget we so do it live if this computer fries we're kind of screwed <laughs> oh i didn't know that part <laughs> Well, I've got the MacBook Pro at home. It only takes ten minutes to boot up. I mean, that, that, right. I mean, it's it's old, but it's not even mine either. If that, that fries, then we are in trouble. So, <laughs> all right. Anyway, burning hot take questions. Uh, I believe it is my week to start. Okay. So I'm gonna go outside of football today. Ooh. How's your Christmas shopping coming, Craig? 
Uh, none. As in, you're not doing any. You're just you're having a year where like you're you're going back to like the true meaning of Christmas, or you just haven't started. It's somewhere in between the two. I see. In between the two. So you're not buying me anything, is what I'm hearing. Uh, no, but I'll more than willing to buy you beer. Yeah, just give me a bottle of something. See, there you go. Oh, before oh, I forget. Wow. Yeah, that just clicked in my head. Um, this one's all over the place. I know, seriously. I am. You put one beer in me after a two-week absence, and all of a sudden I'm all over the place. Uh, this Saturday, uh, the local Whole Foods is doing a 20% off all beer sale. All of the beer at Whole Foods is 20% off on Saturday only. They're doing a one-day sale. I saw the signs yesterday. Oh, thank you, Amazon. Yes, thank you, Amazon. So we need to stop by our local Whole Foods on Saturday. That's down the street. It Literally, it's a five-minute drive from where Craig and I live. Uh, so we need to stop there. And then Sunday we're going to the brewery and then Monday we're going to the brewery and Tuesday I'm, I, I presume I'll be a rehab. So <laughs> anyway, um, okay, uh, but so- yeah, I'm, um, you know, cause of my other, well, my job. So it's really not too many hours. So I'm kind of in between. Of- well, that's, it is. It's a tough time of year for a lot of us. We're all trying to get by, but I mean, you know, I, I, what I'm really saying is a lot, there's, there's basically, I feel like two groups of people in the world when it comes to Christmas shopping. Those who go out and are done before Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah, and those yeah. who can't buy a single thing before <clears throat> Thanksgiving. are you? So you're a late shopper. I would, yeah. I sh- I, like if I do Christmas shop, it's always after Thanksgiving. Yeah. I I'm not bought- like my sister who goes shopping on Christmas Eve. Re- that's when wow. She's, that's when she just goes shopping. Seriously. She does all the shopping and in one night? Wraps, and then she'll wrap all night. She's like Christmas some sort morning. of bizarro retail Santa Claus. She does it all in one night. Kinda, yeah. Wow, that's Strange. wild. That is, that's out there, man. That's out there, man. Anyway, yeah, I have not started. I have ideas for everybody, including you. Not saying that I do not expect a gift from Craig, but I saw something and I went, I need to get that for Craig. So I'll probably be getting that for Craig. So maybe we'll do gift for opening the week of Christmas on this uh, on this episode. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, I, I my wife and I had a long discussion because she took the lead on it this year. And she's like, you've done absolutely nothing to get this done. And I'm like, no, no, no. The thoughts are in here. <laughs> I, I, I know what I need to do. I just haven't done it because financially I, I'm waiting for money to come in through the door. You know? waiting for that big DraftKings win. I'm waiting for that. Yeah, that 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 tournament. So yeah, play tournaments. <laughs> yeah, I start playing tournaments, and all of a sudden, you know, all the Christmas shopping will be done in a day and a half because <laughs> that's how long it takes for it to get over to PayPal and then for me to spend it all. So, but yeah, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not that I don't want people and and from my wife's perspective, it's just like Brit's lazy. I'm not lazy. I know what I want to get for this person, this person, and this person. I just haven't acted on it yet. So I'm the same way I, I, I will be doing. So Friday, we're going to see last Jedi first thing Friday Friday morning morning. before I go to work. Yep. The very first showing at locally for us is 10 a.m. In terms of like not the midnight showing kind of stuff. I do not want to be in a theater. Not dumb 3D. Right, not 3D. I don't want to be in a theater with a guy running around in a Wookiee suit again. Yes, that actually happened one year. That happens a lot. Uh, what was that, episode two, episode one? I, I just remember there was a problem with the projector, so a guy in a Wookiee suit decided to run up and down the aisles to keep people entertained. And Well, it's all right. Right, so it'll be Craig, me, and anyone else who is smart enough to take time off on Friday morning to go see The well, Last Jedi. everyone's at work, because everyone's well, going to go after work. Exactly. So there's two groups of people, people who don't care enough and will go after work on Friday or later, and people who have to see it first, who will be in the theaters at midnight and therefore sleep when Craig and I are watching it. So I'm doing all my Christmas shopping after that. Literally, after I say goodbye to you at the movie theater, I'm going to the mall. 
So, nice. That's which is I know I'm you're doing. going, but we're going for different purposes. <laughs> so, all right. Anyway, so there's my question. So Craig and I are both bad shoppers. That's the answer to that question. Question to Craig. What do you got? Um, well, this one's football related. Well, that's nice because it is supposed to be a football it is, podcast. It is. Uh, this week, the probably the biggest MVP of the NFL right now. Yeah, comes back. Aaron Rodgers. You mean you mean the MVP of this year? For, well, MVP related to the most valuable player for their team. Okay, the in Packers general. are not the Packers without him. I all right. I hear that. When you say when you say MVP, Sorry. I'm like. I can't give Aaron Rodgers an MVP award. Well, he missed well, like no, half the season. For, more for his team. Okay, that's fair. Out of all the teams, he has the most impact, whether he's there or not. Yeah, I, I, I can hear that. Um, so now, do the Packers have a chance? Yeah. I mean, they have a chance. I mean, they're not statistically out. They needed to beat Cleveland to stay alive. Um, and as such, they have a chance statistically. So, yes. All right. And then the flip side of that... Are my pick for the Super Bowl, are they done? Who was your pick for the Super Bowl? The Eagles. No, I don't think they're done. You think Nick Foles is going to lead them to the promised <sighs> land? Let me tell you a little story. <laughs> it's about a little team called the New York Giants and their Hall of Fame quarterback, Phil Sims. And the year he got hurt and a man named Jeff Hostetler. With a mustache. With a mustache. Took them to the Super Bowl and beyond. Let me tell you another story about a team called the New England Patriots and their franchise quarterback, Drew Bledsoe, who got hurt in week one. And a guy that came off the bend from a little school called Michigan named Tom Brady, who's been in charge of the job ever since. Backups can still get the job done. It, it, the team is good. If And Foles knows, and again, when Foles was there, he was there with Chip Kelly. But he knows Philadelphia. He knows about half the guys in this team were there when he was there the first time. He knows their kind of just basic operation. He's familiar with their procedures. He's familiar with the stadium and the people in the area. And again, football is a game of repetition, practice, and like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Consistency, basically. The more everything conforms to a routine, that's the word I'm looking for, routine. And more everything conforms to a routine, the more comfortable players are. So knowing things like the location of the stadium and being comfortable going to the stadium every day matters. Nick Foles has that with Philadelphia. Does that mean I would I start Nick Foles? Am I counting on Nick Foles? No, absolutely not. But I don't think it's a death knell because Wentz is hurt. I don't. It makes it harder. Right. It definitely makes them. It definitely takes them out of being the favorite in my eyes, and they were the favorite in my eyes. But it does not necessarily kill them. What All do you right. think? Yeah, I was just. I'm just worried about what Wentz can. Well, I mean, you, you can't really compare them. Yeah, I think Wentz is more of. Well, a he's younger, and b he's more of an athlete. Oh yeah, Foles in, is not going to be able to scramble in like general. Wentz. Yeah, he's absolutely. More, you know, Wentz is closer to like how Russell Wilson plays. They're going to have to adjust the way they play. Yeah, totally. And I don't even know if Ertz is coming back or not. Oh, Ertz practiced today. He's cleared the concussion protocol. So he practiced. He's going to start. He he. Not only did he practice today, he cleared protocol. He has been officially cleared of the protocol as of today. Today okay. being Wednesday. We record this okay. on Wednesday if you didn't know already. No. I did not know. All right. Yeah. Good. You didn't know we do this on Wednesdays. You're sitting here. Right. Okay. <laughs> 
But no, no, Ertz, um, I heard that news actually as I was driving over here. It's that Ertz practiced fully today and it was announced he has cleared the concussion protocol. So he is technically, technically speaking, off of the injury report. Unless there's something else like a toe or an ankle or something that I don't know about, mm. he should be good to go. All right. So that matters. That helps. That helps. It downgrades me because I need Alshon Jeffrey to do well, and now there's another target. But that's how I, I have Aguilar. So that's how I feel. Nelson Aguilar is the he's the Stefan Diggs. What do I do? I have both of them. Who Ertz and Aguilar? I have Ertz, Aguilar, and Diggs. You have a lot of hit or miss guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish you luck. Thank you. Well, at least you know what. At least, at least the it's guy the you're third playing. Third time in a row I'm playing. This Mario. is a third straight week because of the way our Ugh. schedule fell that you have to play this team. Did you? And you lost the last two. Yeah. So luckily, I have Drew Brees and Kamara. If he plays going against the Jets, Kamara practiced in full today. He has not cleared the protocol, but he was permitted to practice, which is usually a good sign. If he does not clear the protocol on Thursday, though, it's time to start thinking about other things to do. So if you're listening to this on Friday and he is still in the protocol, even if he's practicing, I would start making backup plans. So, okay. So question the third comes from our good friend, Cinch. Okay. And it goes along with your Carson Wentz question. Okay. So Cinch has Carson Wentz in two different leagues, one of which I'm not going to boohoo about because it's a league he's playing me in the playoffs. That's right. On my In my live league, Two teams make the playoffs, and it's me and my friend Cinch. So the only two people to ever sit in this chair as <laughs> member of the Football Fignuts podcast are playing each Actually, other. Actually, three of Fig- Football Fignuts podcasts are in the playoffs. Oh, three of us are in. Yes, yes. Craig wow. is in, the, but Craig's in the other division, so neither one of us has to worry about him till the Super Bowl, and he's still got to get past what is arguably the best team in the league to get there, which you could do. I'm not poo-pooing it. I'm just saying. Yeah. And here's the thing. That? We could have a Fignuts Super Bowl. We could have a Fignuts Super Bowl. You, you know what? No matter how you slice it, as long as you beat Mario, we have a Fignut Super Bowl. It's either you versus me or you versus Cinch. True. So, you know, we have True. a podcast Super Bowl going on. So he's got Carson Wentz. Um, in, in our live league, he also had Matt Ryan riding the pine. So he's just going to start Matt Ryan, which is bad for me because I think Matt Ryan's going to have a good week this week. But he wrote me and he asked me, what do we do with replacing Carson Wentz and he's got four options on his waiver wire three in a reach okay he's got Garoppolo available mm-hmm. he's got Bortles available mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's got Foles available that's replacing um right. Wentz or does he reach because Fl- he's because Flacco's available and Baltimore's playing Cleveland Ooh. so Garoppolo who's Garoppolo playing uh he's playing as San Francisco I don't know who all he's playing. What am I supposed to do? All these things. <laughs> Hold on. I'll do it live. All right. So we have Flacco Tennessee. against Cleveland. Tennessee at San Francisco. Tulane, Tennessee. And then what were the other ones? We uh, have um, Bortles playing Houston. Bortles playing Houston. We've got uh, Flacco as okay. the long shot against Cleveland. Or does right, he start well, Nick Foles in Philly? See, the Who's one Philly thing playing? about when a backup comes in, I'm always hesitant to start Philly? them because you have no idea how they're going to do. But let me back that up for you for a second. Philly's at the Giants. All right. You're right. I, I wouldn't start Foles this week if I had a choice, but if Foles is going to go off as the replacement, it's going to be against the Giants. Against the, well, that's a, that's three out of four favorable matchups. So which one do you like? Uh, Bortles at Houston. You know, I, I'm going to go with my theory of just start whoever plays Cleveland. 
Yeah, he was a little worried. And what he said to me was, I Flacco's don't... not a bad quarterback. He's not, but their team is... Their, their inconsistency on offense They're this right. year has been like on full display. And his arm strength looks like it's fading. He is not throwing the ball like he no. did before. But, I mean, Bortles, you never know what you're going to get either. That's true. You're either going to get 380 yards or you're going to get 180 yards. That's true. And the, the implied team total does favor Jacksonville this week. They're expected to score 25 points. The implied so, total rough, in Vegas is 25-14. I, you know... I would just go against Cleveland. All right, I'm going to go... That's my default answer. <laughs> I'm going to go... What did I go with? I don't know. Uh, I sent him a message on this already. Again, this is terrible work so, by but me. Definitely not um, Foles, just because... I don't know. I, I went know, Bortles. With, with backups, I don't know. I just don't, You just don't know how they're going to play. I went Bortles. All right. The problem is, you know... And this is what Cinch said to me. If I'm sitting on the couch on Sunday and I've got like the Sunday ticket and I put on Jacksonville and I watch Bortles throw three interceptions, am I going to be able to live with myself? <laughs> Basically, it was like, I don't want to be in that situation where I just watch it just all crash and burn, you know? And again, this is, and, and this is, I can give, I can give advice on this um, guilt free because he's going to start Matt Ryan in the matchup against me. Right. I already know where he's going on the matchup against me and I'm scared. I don't feel like that's helpful to me because I've got Atlanta at 27 points this week, and that means, and when we get to DFS, where you're going to see, I've got several Atlanta players watchable this week. So, right. Ugh. All right. So, Craig says, uh, I say start Bortles. Craig says start Flacco. Good luck, Cinch. We hope it works out either way you go, but that's our take on it. So, all right. Moving on. <laughs> Let's talk some DFS. Let's move the DFS segment up a little bit. That All way right. we can spend some extra time on it. And if we're done early, we're done early. And if not, we'll just babble later. I don't care. There you go. Okay. So we have multiple games with really high totals. Um, the implied totals favor three particular matchups at 27 points or more. Craig, on your fancy device over there, pull up okay. the old NFL schedule. I want you to tell me. Okay. Which three teams are leading the implied team totals? And while you're looking that up, I'll remind folks, implied team totals are when you take the Vegas line, which is what Vegas thinks a team will total between uh, a game will total between the two teams, and then use the line to separate the point total. So right. if it's th- if the line is uh, over under is 30 and team A is favored by 10, then that means it's 20 to 10 because 20 plus 10 equals 30, and there's a difference of 10 between them. So using Vegas' own numbers against them, we can guesstimate what the people who are paid to figure out these things think people are going to score. So that being said, I'm looking at three teams on my screen. Yep. They're all going to score at least 27 points this week. There's your clue. It's a minimum of 27 points. Okay. Give me the three teams, teams that not, are high. Not the matchups. Just the, teams. the three teams. Uh, right. The Saints. The Saints are the number one implied total at 31.75 points. They're playing the Jets. Because they're playing the home. Jets. If Vegas is absolutely correct, and again, you can use fractional points here, it would be 31.75 to 15.75. They're going to win by a firm 16 points. Uh, I'm going to go next one. I'm going to say the Falcons. The Falcons are the number three highest implied total at 27. All right. There is one more team. Your Uh, hint is that they will score 28 points. Hmm. You've never done this perfectly, and you're two for two so far. The Cowboys. No, the Cowboys are not that. I'm looking to see where the Cowboys are on my list. 
Uh, they're not. Uh, well, we'll go with my matchup theory. The Ravens. No. That's Damn. strike two. Where is the Ravens? Uh, they're also not my list. Oh, there is. Baltimore has an implied total of 23 and a half. One last guess. Damn, so close. So close. Oh, there's a big game out there that I can't believe you're not looking at. A big game. Big game. Big game. Important implications. Like playoff seating on the line. Playoff seating on the line? Yes. Playoff seating on the line. All right, let's just throw it out there. Let's say the Chargers. No, Damn but that, that actually that's a good question too because that that's a <laughs> that's a the win the winner of that game is going to be leading the AFC West. So no matter what happens in that game, the the winner of that game is that this is for the lead of the AFC West. So you're right, that's a playoff. That's but that's in or out right now. The Chargers are out and Kansas City is in. If the Chargers beat Kansas City this week, the Chargers are the four seed, and the huh. Chiefs are now on the outside looking in. The correct answer is New England. They are anticipated to beat Pittsburgh 28 to 25. That's right, folks. For those who are doing really? math at home, the over-under on that game is 53. How is that possible? Because Shazier is the only run stopper. And New England has 17 running backs, all of which can score touchdowns when they want. Go ahead and try ah. to figure that one out. They've been using Rex Burkhead. Patriots in sh- are sp- they're playing at Pittsburgh. Yep. And they're they lost s- to Miami. They're angry. I don't see that. Do you remember what happened when New England got angry after losing to the Chiefs? Didn't they drop like forty points on somebody the next week, like Buffalo or something? Might have been the Bengals. It but, might have been yeah. the ba- was it the Bengals. <laughs> it might have been. I don't know. <laughs> so it's yeah. This is going to be angry, Tom. Mm. And, and 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 let's remember the only the only reason well, I don't that know. Tom. I don't know. He's looking his age. One game though. He's I mean his age. One know. game? He has one bad game and we're going to put the guy in the ground? He's looking his age. He's the gold. People, people aren't nice in Pittsburgh. With the Pe- no. no. Not no. people of Pittsburgh. I'm saying the Pittsburgh Steelers, their games are not you know, all nicey-nice friend. Yeah, and we haven't even gotten... We're, we're, we're skipping ahead to DFS tonight. We have not even gotten to the mess in Jacksonville last weekend. <laughs> the mess that the, the Seattle Seahawks nominee for the Walter Payton Award tried to intentionally injure the center of the Jacksonville Jaguars on a kneel down. <laughs> the guy who you just put out there as the man of the year intentionally tried to hurt someone on a kneel down play. He rolled over so many times on that field in order to put himself in position to roll on that guy's knee that I thought he was on fire and he was doing stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> like, no joke. He bust through the line, he fell over, and he rolled over three or four times so he could injure or try to injure a guy. That's terrible. All right, so anyway, so in theory, you should be targeting New Orleans, New England, and Atlanta as your big ones. Uh, the next guy's down on the list. I won't make Craig guess them. Uh, Minnesota, 26 and a half. Seattle, implied total of 25 at uh, against the Rams. Uh, Jacksonville, implied total of 25. And Pittsburgh, implied total of 25. So Pittsburgh at New England has the high over under. And you could really use either team because I have a feeling this is going to be a game where there's a lot of offense. I would not use the defense for New England or Pittsburgh this week. Can you, Craig? I No, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to pick up another defense in our league. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's something we can talk about. If we get through the DFS, well, well, we can talk about available defenses. That I mean, again, you're talking to the guy who streams defenses left and right. So, 
Um, okay, so with that all being said, let's talk about guys we like in the coming week. So, Craig. Oh, I'm pulling up the metric. And by the way, just for the but the, just for the record, the metric was dead on this this week for like the first time. It only t- only took it 15 weeks for it to actually work. <laughs> But it, we'll have it, to use I, it this week, then. It identified Deshaun Kaiser. It identified Josh Gordon. It identified Frank Gore. It was uh, Marshall and Lynch. Frank Gore, what did he get? Uh, like 15, 16 points, but he was like 3,800 bucks. He was 4X. Wow. Again, it, it, here, he, I'm going to make this, I've made this statement before, and I will make it again. If Frank Gore is under $4,000, he is absolutely usable in DFS. Period. He touched the ball 37 times in that snow game. Now, again... I think there was like the ratio was like eight to one run to pass because it was a freaking blizzard in Buffalo. Yeah. So that's a big chunk of it. That's why LaShawn McCoy had such a big game. But Frank Gore is good for unless Marlon Mack gets all the carries. Frank Gore is good for 12 points a game, which means he if you is get a him, workhorse. He is. And if you get him under 4K, that means that he's going to get to 3X. So Frank Gore is a great value option. Unless he's in a terrible matchup or you think it's a Marlon Mack week, which there's only been a couple of Marlon Mack weeks. I was wrong about Marlon Mack. I've been saying forever that Marlon Mack was going to break through and they were going to start fading him in or pushing him in and fading out Frank Gore. And it has not happened. So uh, anyway. All right. So on to week 15 DFS. Let's talk quarterbacks. Okay. Who do you like? Who do I like? Um, I like Matt Ryan against Tampa Bay. Mm. Uh, I also like Dak against Oakland. I like Matt Ryan. Um, I'm looking at him. For, I'm looking for him on my list. He's 6,300 on DraftKings, so his value isn't great. Uh, and Dak is even worse. Dak is 6,400, and I've only got him for 20 points. So uh, this this week, get brace yourself. Here it comes. All right. The value play of the week, according to the metric, is Deshaun Kaiser. Really? They have him well, only 5K on DraftKings, and I've got him for 20 points. He's wow. with Gordon what back. What about Casey Keenum? Uh, Case Keenum. Where are you, Keenum? Uh, I have him for 22 points, but he's 6,100. He's up there. Now, that being said, that's who the uh, the metric likes. I like either Jameis Winston or Cam Newton. Now, Winston burned me last week. Yes. Badly. I, I am, you know, so, but I, I like I like uh, Cam Newton at home against Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers back that has the potential to become a shootout. So I'm probably using Cam Newton in a lot of different lineups this week. So anybody else you want to talk about before we move on to running backs? Uh no, I mean, and well, I mean, he is pricey, and Drew Brees is playing the Jets. I'm going matchup based. Well, yeah, so am I in a lot of these too. Um, in running backs, you know who I love this week? Who? I love me some Devontae Freeman. Do you love him? Um, uh, he's 6,200. I've got him for about 18 to 19 points, and I think he is going to. Uh, so that that's three x value right there. If he gets to 19 points, he gets up there. So I love him. I'm pulling up the metrics love right now. Oh, look at that. The metric loves Frank Gore. (laughs) Frank Gore is 4,000. And again, the guy scores 12 points like nine out of 10 weeks. That's right. Why is value? Put it at 4,500 and no one will use him. Absolutely no one will use him. 
DraftKings continually puts him at 4,000, 3,700, things like that. People use him. So I like him. Uh, the, the metric likes him and Jonathan Stewart. So if you're going to use Cam Newton, Jonathan Stewart's a natural value play. He's only 4,100, and I've got him pegged for about 13 to 15 points. Where does that put McCaffrey on the list? Uh, well, the problem is McCaffrey's value is high. Yeah, they, he's six. Yeah, they they pay him a lot. He's six thousand. Yep. That would be why he's not showing up on my value list. Hold on. Yeah, I've got him at fifteen points, which is not value. You know, I mean that's the problem. You know, once they reclassify him as a wide receiver, it'll be different. So, who do yeah. you like in the running back rank? So I'm using. I like Frank Gore. I like John Stewart. If you ask me who I'm using, though, I'm paying up for Devontae Freeman this week because I really think Atlanta's going to torch Tampa. Who do you like? Um, I would pay up for if he plays. I would play. I'm would pay up for Kamara. Playing and he the, did practice today. Playing the Jets in New, in New Orleans. He did practice today. So. Um, he did not clear concussion protocol. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Kamara did not clear concussion protocol, but um. He did practice today. So the doctors are happy with his progress to the point where they said, okay, let's go out there and see if you can run straight because did you you were working, right? You didn't see yeah, the I play. Didn't see it. The moment he, he popped right up after the hit and started running towards the sidelines and it was like... He was drunk? Yeah. It was like watching a guy play in a dizzy bat race. Wow. I mean, not that severe, but you could just tell right away something was not right. And he clearly was not having that whole I'm concussed thing. He walked over to the sideline, turned around, just kind of stood there and was a little woozy. <laughs> and then finally, like the neurologist was like, dude, you need to come see with me. He was like, no, no, I'm fine. He's like, no, no, you get you have to come sit with me. I have candy <laughs> or, or something. You know, come I have sit. cookies. I have cookies over here. Come sit down. <laughs> you know, and and that was uh, and with, uh, when I saw him running off, I said to myself, he does not look right. He, you know, he was running straight-ish. It didn't look like he was going to fall over, but you could tell he wasn't right. Yeah. And the moment he got to the sideline, he just kind of stood and it was ignoring the doctors. He stood there. I was like, okay, yeah, he's trying to brush. He's trying to clear the cobwebs right yeah, now before just, um, they... What I did see was that Tom Savage hit. I did not see that one. He got hit in the end zone. He fell and he was on the ground. His arms were like, his arms and hands were like shaking. It was really, and the weird thing is, the referee was standing right next to him. Was he hitting the head? Was it a shot? He, to the the head? guy landed on him, and like his head hit the ground. So that's almost like seizure level. Again, I work with folks yeah. with mental illness. I work work with folks who have brain injuries and TBIs and seizure disorders. He that, was like doing this for a couple seconds. I'm, I'm shaking my arms just so Brick can see what right. I'm talking about. That that can that can just be simple shock. But but either way, it's not good. No matter how you slice it, it's not yeah. good. It's just really weird that the referee didn't like stop. Blow the whistle. Anything. Like, Blow the much. whistle. <laughs> so um, yeah, but you were you were telling me about Alvin Kamara. You like him? Who else you like? Uh, so going. Uh, where did that list go? Uh, Are you broke. on the Kenyon Drake train yet? Nah, I mean they're playing Buffalo. That's why I'm not on the Kenyon. I did He's watch 5,800 and Buffalo is ranked last against the run. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and, and second and, last. And he did a decent job against New England this he week. He looks really solid. Um, I do like Alfred Morris against um, Oakland. I like anybody. And I kind of like Theo Riddick playing Chicago. 
oh, I cannot trust the backfield of the Detroit Lions. I want to so badly. Do you know how many times I've used Amir Abdullah in like a tournament and he scored like 2.4 points? Yeah. It's brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. Uh, my other my other pick, just because they've been playing so bad, um, for to save money would be uh, if he plays Latavius Murray because McKinnon is very questionable right now. He practiced today, though, but he was limited. Yeah. He was limited in practice on Wednesday, so... All right, on to wide receivers. Believe it or not, we're actually running out of time. I just looking at the clock, and I'm like, holy crap, we're over Damn 40 it. minutes already. Who do you like a wide out? Uh, let's see. So, wide out, I do like Devontae Adams. I mean, the dude, the dude's a machine. But Rodgers is coming back. Rodgers favors his partner over there. I don't know. Jordy. Yeah, he likes Jordy Nelson more. I've got them right next to each other. Um... I've got them separated by one point. I've got them at one at 15 and one at 14, but Nelson's $500 cheaper. So true. Anybody else true. who else you like? Uh, who else like? Uh, just for consistency, you know, speaking of consistency, um, yeah. I do like Goodwin. Um, I'm How kinda, long have I been talking about Marquise Goodwin? You've been talking about him a long time. Yeah, and guess what? Cinch picked him up in the live league. He's going to start him against me this week. I really? released him two weeks ago because I had to. <laughs> And he's going to use him against um, me. I've been starting. I've been talking about Marquise oh, Goodwin. Triggered. For, yes, triggered. Yeah. Funny story about that later, too, but I'll do that off the air. Um, I have been talking about Marquise Goodwin as a value play for like the last month. And now he's no longer the sleeper value play because everybody's like, oh, my God, San Francisco can pass the ball. And I thought to Goodwin, Goodwin's awesome. Goodwin's God. it's killing me it's killing me but yes i like goodwin too he's clearly Um, garoppolo and uh bethard's target yeah if he plays i like marquez lee playing houston Uh, i don't have an update on him he is 5800 he had a toe injury so i don't know if he's gonna play or not Get over it with your toes well there are a lot of toe injuries there's been a giant list of injuries (laughs) toes a snowflake injury there i said it Wow. Wow, yeah. Anybody yeah, else? Folks. Anybody else before I shock the world with what I have? Um, and to save money, um, you could look at Mike Wallace. Yes, he's high in the metric this week. He's playing Cleveland. He's 4,700. That would be why. That would be why. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. The metric and I have had a long heart to heart on this one. We have, you know, talked a lot about our different, uh, our different values and our likes. And this week... Both the metric and Brit fully endorse for the first time in 2017, Julio Jones. Wow. Julio Jones is, according to my projections, going to make 3x value this week for the first time ever. He's 8,500. I have him at 28 points, which is 3.2x. Wow, really? Start against Tampa. Yes. I don't, it, the metric loves him. The, yeah, but hasn't the metric loved him for most of the year? No, the metric no? has not loved him at all. He has been in the bottom third. Because again, don't forget the he metric. Is pricey. The metric is all about value. So it's all it sees a guy who's at eight thousand, and it goes, "Well, is that guy going to score twenty four points?" Because if he's not going to score twenty four points, I'm not interested. This is the first time all year that Julio Jones has been in the top five on the metric. Near to folks, last week was the first time this year the metric really got it all right. Yeah, and so Julio so maybe Jones decides to it's you know be on so track. The, so in running backs, it loves Devontae Freeman and it loves Julio Jones. 
Can you smell the Atlanta <laughs> stack? And we talked about Matt Ryan being an option play, a mid-range quarterback right. play. Stacks are winning. Some money. Stacks are winning. So winning I can start Matt Ryan, Devontae Freeman, Frank Gore to save a couple of bucks, and then pivot over to Julio Jones. And then you just got to watch your money the rest of the way. <laughs> right. So who am I looking at the rest of the way? Well, I'm looking at Mike Wallace, which Craig mentioned. I'm looking at Cole Beasley as a cheap option because he's only 3,400. Um, I'm also looking at Sterling Shepard to bounce back at 5,200. And again, here comes the metric again. The metric says to me, you need somebody who's mid-range. What about Mohamed Sanu? Another Falcon. So I don't want to overstack. So I'm going to pass on Sanu. But I'm right. also looking at guys like Des Bryant and Jarvis Landry to kind of step up. Um you know, Nelson Aguilar's value went down with the Wentz injury, so he's only 4,400. He's a potential play, too. So, um, But, yes, it's to me, my lineup this week starts with Matt Ryan, Devontae Freeman, and Julio Jones. And then I need to fill in cheap guys like Frank Gore and maybe even Kendall Wright. If Kendall Wright is okay because Chicago's playing at Detroit and he could have a good game, but I've said that before about Kendall Wright and been dead wrong. So, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do there. Um, tight end is another place I want to save money. Yep. Brace yourself in your chair. All right. Put down your drink. Okay. Put down anything you could break. All right. Because the metric loves OJ Howard. I'm sorry, who? OJ Howard. <laughs> you heard me. He's only 3,000, and that Atlanta Tampa game could become a shootout. I have him for 10 points. At $3,000, that's over 3x. You don't want to use him. Eric Ebron is only 3,200 because the guy only plays three games a year, but this is the game he'll play because it's against Chicago. So there's, there's, there's savings to be had at tight end. I don't like your top line guys. I don't like Gronkowski. I don't like Ertz. And I don't like Kelsey because I have them in the 10 to 13 range and they're too expensive. So I'm going cheap at tight end. Um, if you're asking me to pay for a mid-range tight end, I'm looking at Kyle Rudolph, but he's in a walking boot right now. As of the time we're recording this, he is not practicing, so I don't know what to make of him. Tight ends, Craig, help us out. Who do you like at tight end? Um, where'd that list go? Oh God. Let's go back. Screen. There we go. Um I kind of like Jack Doyle. Oh man, Jack Doyle. Hit or miss. That's a Thursday game. Yeah. Mind you. Denver at Indy is the Thursday game. That is a Thursday game. So if you're gonna use Frank Gore, it's gotta be in a, a, a week long pool. Yep. Also, um, where did he go? Do, 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 do. I'd like to take this brief break while Craig <laughs> looks up information to remind you that if you are from Two Roads Brewing Company in Stratford, Connecticut, we would love for you to sponsor us. I am halfway through my second holiday ale during the podcast, and we would love to have you guys sponsor us. Two Roads Brewing, Stratford, Connecticut. <laughs> uh, no. I can't find it now. Well, no. So what were you looking for? Tight end rankings? Yeah, I was looking at tight end rankings. I just automatically went to Doyle because the other top three tight ends are too expensive. That's it. It's Ertz, Kelsey, problem. and Gronk, and they're all very expensive. They're essentially a receiver. Right, like so you want to look cheaper. And there's a lot of guys who are cheaper. I've got Ertz at 10.5 points. Estimated 10.5 points. Do you know how many other guys I've got in that range? Like a dozen. Really? I've got Hunter Henry at 10 and a half. I've got Walker at 11. I've got Doyle at 11. I've got Engram at 10 and a half. And they're all way cheaper. Yeah, Witten's playing, Witten's playing Oakland. 
So, I mean, that's I a possibility. I don't have Witten in my top list, but that just, you know, I, I don't rate a lot of tight ends. So, tight end is where I usually look to save time on my ratings. What happened to Ricky Seals-Jones? He had like three good games and then he went away. Yep, which is which is the story of tight end this year. There's Brilliant. been no consistency at the position. No. Who's the Antonio Gates this year? Who's Gronk this year? Even Gronk hasn't been Gronk. No, I mean, he's trying to be the rock. Yeah, exactly. Kelsey has been inconsistent. Kelsey has been argumentative. Travis Kelsey could be behind Donald Trump's Mexican wall and still think he's open. <laughs> he just he does not have any concept of what a quarterback sees. And you see it he when needs you watch the Madden view. That's what it is. When you watch the games with the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey is triple covered and he puts his hand in the air. And I'm like, there is no possible avenue for the ball to get to you. And then you see him walk off the field, and he's clearly yelling at Alex Smith. And I'm like, what are you yelling about? (laughs) You you don't have like Randy Moss type elevation. Right. And there's no way Alex Smith is threading that ball through the guy's hands to get to you. It doesn't happen. And that's what kills me about Travis Kelsey. And but he sits there and complains. Oh, they gotta give me the ball more. They gotta give me the ball more. You've got to get open more. Run your routes and get open. Uh, where does the metric have um, Josh Gordon? Um, well, his value went up this week. 68. His cost went up this week, so his value decreased. I'm looking for him. Uh, 42nd. Wow. Among all wideouts. Uh, I've got him pegged for... Don't forget, the wideout... It depends a lot on my ranking, so... And my rankings, I look at a lot of different the experts. I've got him for 14 points All right. this week. I don't think he's going to get a touchdown. I think he's going to be like, you know, six catches for like 80 yards, and that's going to be 14 points. So, all right, really quick, because we're almost out of time. Defenses, yeah. who do you like? So, defenses by default, um, I kind of stick with Jacksonville. Jackson, I would go with Jacksonville or Baltimore. Uh, I have the Ravens or even, even the saints because they're playing the jets and the jets don't have a quarterback now. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a possibility. The saints are cheap too. I don't have any, uh, defenses in the bone in the three X realm this week. So believe it or not, I'm looking at the Steelers against new England. Um, I've got them pegged for 6.2 points and they're 2100, which puts them just under three X line. Yep. I again, all it takes is like two or three turnovers and or some or or limited offensive put out. And that's that's what we saw last week out of New England. So I'm kind of hopeful that we can uh, we can the Steelers can come through. Um, If you're looking for like a a mid range, I'm looking at the Redskins. I think Arizona at Washington is a death trap for Arizona. I would not use a single Cardinal this week. Even Larry Fitz to me is not somebody I would use. So um that being said, believe it or not, we're almost out of time. Brain Games is over. Brain Games is... Wow. Craig, bring us back to 80s HBO. Nice. <laughs> Final thoughts, Craig. Anything... I know we didn't We didn't get to anything about the Jaguars threatening fans after they throw beer at them. Didn't, and why would you throw beer? That's like $14 a right, cup. So it is. It is, which is a whole other story. <laughs> so really quick. I watched that video three times. I never saw the first beer come in. So the guys... And I don't remember the player's name is heading towards the tunnel. Right. And then all of a sudden, he takes a sharp left. Right. Well, before before he takes a sharp left, he gets hit in the head with a beer. I don't see that. He the gets clip hit with the, I saw, I, 
he's happens. I got to go back and look again because I don't see that. It looks he's like walking out, not looking at the fans. Right. He gets hit in the helmet with a bottle or cup, whatever, whatever it was. That's what makes him turn around and go to the. And left. he takes when he takes his helmet and he turns around, takes his helmet off. Right. Starts yelling at them. Then they throw another beer. Yeah, That's that when he I tried saw. jumping in the sand. The second beer is what I saw. Is when you saw the security guys go, "Oh crap!" You know. Yeah, that's some um, fault on both sides, in my opinion. It is, and you know what? I'm sorry, and I I, I said this online. I said um, Seattle is. I, I'm I'm starting to make a team a list of teams who just have player coaches who instill in their players win, and I don't care what you do as long as you win. And Pittsburgh leads that list. I've been very vocal about. I, I've used the word thug to describe, and that's not a word I use lightly because I understand that's a very powerful word. That's a word that people throw around a lot. I've used the word thug to describe the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm in the same place with Seattle. Seattle has become a mentality of win at all costs, and as long as you win, I don't care what you do. And that's not acceptable to me. That is not acceptable. And that's why I will root against the Steelers this year. I hope, and this this may be the only time <laughs> you ever hear me say these words. Uh-oh. Here I it goes. can't wait for the New England Patriots to win this week. Wow. The Steelers are so full of themselves because they have three they have two offensive weapons, one decent rookie, and their defense has been able to hold on. They are going to be complete in my opinion, completely exposed this week by New England on the defensive side. New England's offense is going to completely expose the Steelers, and I can't wait for it. Cannot wait for it. So here's what I'm telling our listeners right now. Monday morning, because <laughs> they're a Sunday game, right? Yes. Yes, they're 425. Okay. Monday morning, look for a tweet from me. Either a Donald Trump-esque, I was right and everyone else is wrong tweet, <laughs> or an apologetic, I'm sorry, I completely miscalled this tweet. I think the New England offense is going to do terrible, terrible things to the Pittsburgh defense. That's my, all right, so bold prediction of the week. New England dominates Pittsburgh on the field. I think it could still be a close game. Yep. But I think New England is going to go up and down the field with ease. It's going to be like the Bugs Bunny cartoon in baseball where he's just <laughs> doing the cha-cha base, on the bases. Bugs Bunny. Second base, Bugs Bunny. Third right. base, Bugs Bunny. And the guy Shorts just keeps up, hitting Bunny. and there's like dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. They're just going to be hitting the... It's going to be like that, but in football. Craig, give me a bull prediction. Something like you, you, you were bold, right last week about Miami. Give me something else. Bull prediction. Cleveland wins in overtime. Against Baltimore. Wow. By three. By three. So on a field goal, which means Baltimore has to have a chance at some point, and Cleveland has to stop them either before or after Cleveland scores the field goal. Wow. All right. Well, on that note... We will say goodbye to the week. I'm going to go finish up my holiday. I'll enjoy a, a beer for the first time in two weeks. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Please check out our Teespring stuff at teespring.com. Communicate with us on Twitter at FignutsDFS. We are the Fignut fo- uh, the football Fignuts uh, on Facebook. Uh, what else am I forgetting? Twitter. Twi- I did. I said at FignutsDFS, didn't I? Uh, you did I now. am a beer in. Okay, well, I did now. <laughs> I may have said it twice. This is what happens, folks. I was better. I was better at this when I was sober. Um, uh, so I think that's it. So uh, I'm Britt. I'm Craig. And you are listening to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. Have a great week 15.